you go, girl. Welcome to the NR Experience, a podcast wherein we talk about anything and everything in, in our, our experience. experience. My name is Nathania, and I'm Regis. On today's episode, we reminisce our good old Twitter viral days, haters and fans included. We share how we survived and unlearned toxic online behavior, but could we ever be truly free from social media? What are we gonna talk about today? Us being twi- Twitter celebrities. Um, social media. I think I think we've avoided this topic for how many episodes now, and I think it's time for us to it's time for us to talk about. Yeah. But I think it's something that is so core to how we've yes. known each other yes. that it's time to talk about. Um, phone, social media, our, our social media online presence as well. Okay. Like the personas we've sort of built over yeah. the years and how we've managed yes. that. Um, before we begin, I want to address the haters. You don't want us to speak. You try to silence us. <laughs> but Breaking my silence. Yeah, we are breaking our silence. and Well, we were never silent anyway. That's true. At least to people, you know, that uh, we held in close regard and we're very good friends with. You'll, you'll always hear our voice no matter where yeah. you go, unfortunately. Yeah, we are your nightmare blood <laughs> rotation. <laughs> so to, to our friends watching. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to ask with a very simple question. Mm. So... Uh, when did you get your first uh, phone? Like, mm. who gave it? What was the story of it? Because, again, just for context, um, the Philippines, uh, before it even became social media capital of the world, it was the texting capital of the yeah. world. And what that meant was there were more and more SMS messages sent per person, per capita in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is why our relationship, for example, with our cell phones was important even at a young age. So mm-hmm. tell me your story. I remember I think I got mine in fourth or fifth grade. Okay. Just because at the time there were lots of kidnappings. So, yeah, okay. so it was a safety issue that, you know, texting, getting home. A precautionary or, measure. Yeah, exactly. It's like kids getting lost. So therefore, I remember it was just very much texting. And I think what was fun was I could then... I, because I don't know if you reached that generation of calling your friends on the landline. Of course. Okay, yes, okay. Yes. We're not that, we're not that yeah. far away. But I did... Um, you know, my whole childhood was calling up my best friends, on and the I telephone. remember, I remember, I, you memorize their numbers, right? You have it written on a paper, but if you call them so often, so I had that. And then what was fun was, you know, texting. Um, we had a little bit about. I, I think it was the fourth or fifth grade, and it yeah. was a very basic Nokia six. It wasn't the. What was the most famous Nokia one? Sixty six ten. You mean thirty three ten? Thirty three. And my brothers had 3310. And then eventually I had a little bit better than that. Yeah. Like that's when I got 3315, it. 3315. I, I think it know. was 6680. Like, six, okay, well, like something well, like well, that. Hey, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That was a good model. And um, I don't for, for yeah. younger audiences, yes, cell phones uh, had model numbers. Model numbers. Before. It wasn't just 1234. They, they were six. sets of yeah. numbers. And, you know. I, I just played Snake and Bounce. Bounce was my favorite game on the Okay, so that your first cell phone then, I will say, was colored. No. It was. A, it, it didn't have a colored screen. No, it no, was no. still. The it was still old, the yeah. There's backlight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you I remember so. that LED backlight? Yes. Yeah. That yeah. You, yeah. That you, you can change. Then that you can. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of LED backlight, I think that was the story of my first phone. I was actually in Green Hills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you pick out from the. I stalls. was in Green Hills with my parents, and they had a very important business meeting with Chinese businessmen. And I don't know what triggered me. Maybe I, I I was five years old then, and we passed through the the flea market essentially, where all the cell phones were being sold. Mm-hmm. And I had just 
this big compulsion to get a cell phone. How old were you then? I was five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was five okay, years yeah, old yeah. and I wanted the Nokia 3315. Yeah. Um, and my reason being was that all of my siblings had cell phones. Of course, they were older than I was. But I couldn't understand why I didn't have one and mm. why I wasn't... Am I less important to not... I mean, your parents thought it was a precautionary yeah. measure. Did they not think anything <laughs> oh, yeah. for me? Um, but that's how it started. And I remember being obsessed with ringtones. Oh, yeah. And picture that, messages. Yeah. Because you... So picture messages and ringtones are oh, essentially... Gosh. The throwback. Old, throwback oh, old school paid downloadable content um, that you had to buy. You would pay 15 pesos, 10, like 10 to 20 pesos for yeah. the picture how, message. How, how much would that be in euro? Less than a euro, probably. 30 cents. Yeah, around yeah, around, yeah, around 30, 30 cents, to 40 yeah. cents for a ringtone or yeah. a new wallpaper. I had, eventually I had an Express Music. Express Music, oh, I think yes. that one, that so, one I really love so to the record no things. Nokia Express Music, and this was the time that, you know, we already started to learn how to put music into yeah. our own cell phones. Yeah. When our cell phones were starting... From LimeWire. <laughs> yeah, well, when cell phones were starting to, to become more than just, mm. uh, you know, texting and calling. Mm. Um, but I, I guess to fast forward to the future, uh, then I would ask... How has your um, phone behavior and your oh. social media behavior? No, I really, th I really, think I'm, I really think I'm addicted to my phone. I really feel like I wake up and the first thing I look for is my phone right beside me. I open Twitter. Yeah. I scroll on Instagram. I feel like it's taken such a control over my yeah. life that I feel like it is going to soon be classified as some health disorder already, yeah. the way you're glued to your phone. I, I really am. I mean, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there are already studies on that, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, it has a lot to do with the attention economy that we live in today. Um, you know, we're exposed to so many different forms of stimuli on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, and our phones are essentially, and, and the apps, are essentially designed to keep us there. The gamification yes, of it. Exactly. The, game, the gamification of everything. Aside from that, you know, um, your beautiful screen. Uh, yeah. And so I, I just wanted to ask since uh, people talk about it nowadays, like, what's your screen time? I don't even know what mine is, so I'll have to no, check. So, we, I mean, I, I just checked right before yeah. this, right? It, it was, what, seven hours? Around I think that. seven, seven yes. eight hours, which I think, holy shit, that's a lot. Like, I am genuinely concerned that that is my screen time. Yeah. I mean, fine. Part of my work is I'm basically on the screen the whole day reading yeah. um, PDF uh, files and, you know, typing away, reading, writing, because that's the job. But, like, how my Instagram usage, holy shit. And, and okay. uh, there have been times that I sleep at 2 or 3 a.m. because I'm scrolling on Reels. So I don't have... Um, I have a TikTok account just to share and like whatever, but I don't scroll there. Yeah. I always already get it on my reels. Okay. Um, and it's interesting, you know, this whole interchangeability of the platforms yeah. where, um, you know, other apps copy other apps and um, eventually one will, wield, uh, one will yield and, you know, a new format will win. Mm -hmm. um, in which case is video and vertical video, as we said, with TikTok and reels. And I, I just wanted to share also that I remember those experiences living with you. Yeah. So, yeah. and during that time, um, which I understood, the reason why you got into TikTok and video content was it was it was the pandemic. It. I really feel like it soothes my brain. Like I, I, I try to tell people this experience that I have that 
my brain is so itchy. Like I can't. I don't know. Do you, do you ever feel that? Like, I, yeah, no. like a colit, like something's yes, buzzing. Yes. Like there's no, something and, going on. And I think you would also know this and have firsthand experience because uh, a lot of people really think I'm a walking encyclopedia. Yeah. And it's just because, and this is why I appreciate the internet and having my smartphone is. Whenever there's an up. itch, you will obsess with something. Exactly. So uh, it was just Oscar season a few yeah. week, uh, a few days ago. Um, yeah. And I remember you uh, went down that rabbit. I hole. went down that <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> Slept at like six, seven, eight. Lydia Tar Hive Rise. Yes. <laughs> no. We we are Tar stands. But yeah. congratulations, everything everywhere, <laughs> uh, team. The representation was brilliant. Yeah. But, uh, Um, yeah, so, you know, I always have that itch as well. And I But think... I think what's different between the two of us is yours is you're, you're soothing it by learning more. For me, I want to dumb my brain down. Like, when it's itching, when I have that itch to consume online content... So you just... Okay. Like, I want to laugh. So you're wanna, the fan. Uh, you're, you're I don't want to go on a hyper-info the like, way yeah. you would. So yeah. entertainment. Entertainment, yeah. Um, you know, like cute, comedy skits. Yeah, exactly. Or... So I, I don't want to... Learn more information. I think, like, okay. I, I think, how about we look at each other's like okay. reels yeah. or what's this? Our so right now we're going to exchange um what our Instagrams. Our Instagram. So okay. Let's look at our let's look at our so, explore pages. Okay, here. I think your explore pages Wait, will tell so, you a lot about your algorithm. Okay, so let's refresh our okay. explore pages. So just just to show people these. Are I'm the pages. afraid. <laughs> we'll refresh it. And yeah. then we'll start going through okay, some like, of the yeah. posts. Yeah, so we're exchanging phones now. And let me... <laughs> Why do you have things men don't tell women? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's because we talk so much that I have to share it yeah, with you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's my fault. No, it picks up on my, it picks up on my mic. Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're always together oh. also. So our, our algorithms are quite similar. Well, here, um, on, yeah, on well, your end, I can see... Uh, what do you call this thing where you... Put like makeup on your hand and swatches. Yeah, swatches. So, so, so lots of beauty. I can see swatches. Um, I can see flowers. You have a lot of Hermes content. <laughs> <laughs> I and and I really I really don't know why I do, but yeah, uh, it, it, the algorithm says it. I mean, yeah, I, I do take a particular liking to some uh, brands, but yeah, I'm seeing not a lot of I, I'm seeing a lot of anxiety and <laughs> autism and intimacy. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, because, I mean, j just to backtrack on our episode on mental, mental health, health yeah. I, I, I am a firm believer in those um, Instagrams. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they may not necessarily be 100% true, but if mm -hmm. it's enough to keep you going, then why not? Mm -hmm. And you also have the same, same ones. Yeah. yeah, here, it says, you glow differently when your confidence is fueled by oh, belief in I, yourself. I need my manifestations. Yeah. I need to outsource my confidence to exactly. IG. Like, I think that's um, a I'm, wake I'm, up and scroll feel good. I'm also seeing a lot of makeup tips. Um, yeah, because I realize, I think for me, looking at beauty and um, sort of what's out there. So I really... I'm influenced by okay. what are hot products, makeup techniques, okay. how do I do better with my routine. This one I like, and I'm not surprised at all. Okay, maybe this can be... Charles Leclerc. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Tifosi. You're, you're a sporty, sporty I, yeah, girl. I'm, I'm a sporty gay. Uh, <laughs> what can we do about that? I mean, I, I love cars. Yeah. I love um, attractive men driving expensive cars wearing Richard Mill watches. <laughs> There's so many... 
Charles Leclerc content in here. I think it's 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 because I just liked it. Okay. So yeah. um aside from you know us checking our explore feeds, yeah. maybe we'd like to give the audience a better idea of how we were on social media, like maybe our experiences in the yeah. past. How did it start for you? I, Friendster, I mean, probably. Yeah. So Same. did you okay you had Friendster? I mean I love writing. Um, testies, <laughs> testimonials on on Friendster. That was the ultimate sign that you have a lot of friends because yeah. then they'd write about how much they love you and it's outpouring of support. Um, <laughs> I'm just remembering. I'm just having a flashback right now of all the stupid things you write on each other's yes. wall or, or yeah, it yeah. Was, wasn't even they, they, they were it. essentially dedication letters. Dedication, like, dedics, right? Yeah, like and, it was like LinkedIn, but yeah. except on yeah, a personal weird, level. Like, a, yeah, it was a weird recommendation regarding friends, the character, yeah. the personal character and you, of your And you friend. would write in big and small letters oh, and it would just give you a stroke reading it, we're right? Gonna, <laughs> we have a friend who gave her a testimonial. We'll probably pop it down she here for the highlights. Mike test, Mike test, and then the spelling of Mike is M-I-K. I <laughs> Girl, Mike test. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, we were we were children. So we were yeah, we were of young. Of course, so it started with Friendster, and then Facebook came along. I, no, Multiply. Multiply. So I yeah. loved Multiply because that I girls girls in STEM. Like I learned how to code <laughs> because of Multiply. I was such well, a design queen on Multiply. I, I didn't learn how to code. Um, do not try this at home. Yeah. But I, I used to copy, <laughs> you know, like the themes of other yeah, people. Exactly. Like, oh, that was cool. So I'll copy paste yeah. that. Like that was the no, way I, I coded. I learned Photoshop because of that. So yeah. I would take, I, I really remember building layouts and I would even do that for friends. Yeah. So I would build their layout. I think what's beautiful also about, uh, you know, this discussion on platforms, aside from all the negativity that yeah. surrounds it is. I, it did allow us to be more creative people. Like, it Multiply is. was a blog. Yeah. You would post photos and not in real time. And, you know, yeah. uh, a lot of um, social media behavior in the past was much more intentional mm. than it was now. No, and I ran. So, right now, right, um, Facebook is essentially micro-blogging because you were posting smaller updates in your life. But... I I'm really and I really think this is why I am the way I am now because I used to write TV reviews, TV okay. show reviews. So I would write episode summaries. No, no, not on Facebook, on, on WordPress, okay. on WordPress oh, wow, and okay. Sanga. Okay, Sanga. I yeah, yes, so yeah. I had those two, and I ran um, for The Office, Grey's Anatomy, Arrested Development, some of my favorite yeah. shows, and I would write analyses like okay. and, and fan forum. I was on fan forum. Um, and I would just obsess. And I feel like I was such a cultural critic at the time that I felt like, oh, this was a great episode. The, the plot twist was great. And I got to practice writing. So I feel like that was something for me very formative yeah. that I got to write online and put yes. out my thoughts. I have no idea if someone was reading or reading yeah. that on the other end, but it was there. Yes. And until now, it's still. I, I think it's still there. Yeah. At some point in high school, I ran very for a very brief time a food blog. Okay. Like I posted recipes. Like, oh, not reviews of restaurants. No, not or... reviews, but of my own recipes. But because I wasn't that great of a cook, it died yeah. after like four posts. Okay. So it was very short lived. Yeah. I'm not gonna say the name because I really know it's <laughs> out there right now. But yeah, that was my experience with writing yeah. on the internet. Um, quite similar with multiple multiply with me uh, as well as tumblr actually mm. but more than the writing aspect of it i was writing in school already i was in the school newspaper mm. uh, again if you're really good friends with a very feminine english teacher <laughs> and you're male in high school you're gay yeah. so i have the writing down yeah. um, but th what tumblr gave to me was visual content Oh, um, the curation, yes. the mood board, yes. the idea and, of a mood and, board. And, and, and they weren't videos then. They were all just photos and, yeah. you know, what 
uh, a cool photo meant for me, what kind of emotion it was supposed to evoke. Or even those, you know, emo coats that yeah. uh, were all the rage during the Multiply and Tumblr days. Of course, how could we forget uh, Twitter? Yeah, okay, so Twitter, how I got... I remember it was I was already high school when it started. So my account, Pelosopotania, um, the story of that handle was because of... Um, yes, Noli, I, Noli I, I, was supposed to, I, I was supposed to add to that because I know people probably might be curious why, why my, my handle your, is this way. Your so, username is like that. So yeah. Pelosopotania comes from Pelosopotasho. So, uh, context for non-Filipino speakers is that in one of our national novels, he's this guy that is... I, I, I really remember reading in Filipino class, him as a character. He tries to warn society about its ills and things like that are going on. impending doom. Impending doom. And people always thought he was just some crazy old man because of how he spoke. Yes. So, I think he speaks in riddles or he basically mm-hmm. didn't make sense to anyone yeah. around him. And I was like... Me as a me as a as, as a uh, as an emerging teenager. Like nobody understands Same. you. Yeah, nobody I was gets like, you. T like that yeah. is me. I am Pelosopotasho. That is my character. Okay. And then the pun was just like you know Pelosopotania because in <laughs> high school some friends called me Tanya yeah, aside from that. That was your nickname that essentially. Was, that, that was time. that was my my so, username. So that's how it began. Um, I remember my Twitter username started off as a pun mm-hmm. because it was cute to have, you know, punny yeah. uh, names back then. And it was called Ankle, like literally mm-hmm. Achilles, like Ankle, um, Ankle Reg. Because uh, during that time, or until now, I mean, I have many nephews and nieces. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a gunkle. I am a certified gunkle. I think I have more than 14, 15 oh, wow. nephews yeah. and nieces. And therefore, it stuck. It's like, oh, you're the uncle. So that became my username. And then eventually, as you would know, I just changed it to my name because I got tired of the whole punny uh, situation. But actually... Because your name um, on Twitter is different, your username at least. Uh, it also displays though your legal name, right? Yeah. So, so Nathaniel Chu is on there. And so what were the implications uh, on that? I'm sure no, you okay. and I both have yeah. a lot to say. We have so many experiences with with going viral. So for me, and not positively or like you know in a in a manner in which we're trying to grandstand, but yeah. just... No, I was on BuzzFeed several yeah. times. Just the amount of, you know, th- things, words you can say that could just be reproduced in a matter of minutes. I, I mean, I... Fine. I have benefited from hugot culture. Like, I will admit that the hugot culture basically is you joke with a woe is me, I'm so single yeah, kind like, of humor. I'm, that was I'm my sad humor. and emo. Yeah. I want to be in love. Yeah, yeah. That, as, a, as a teenager, I had that sense of humor. And I think, I mean, I'd like to think I'm funny, like quick witted and then with playing of words. I didn't make memes, but it was very easy for me to make a situation to decontextualize something and then, you know, put yeah. that picture with a funnier yeah. know, setting. So, uh, Twitter for me felt like a game. If I have a banger of a tweet, right, and, and it does, means, and yeah, it performs it does the well, numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm funny. You're right? happy. Yeah, you're funny today. Yeah. Or, I, I yeah. have a tweet that we call, oh, it's certified diamond platinum. Kind yeah, of like yeah, it reaches yeah. certain numbers. I remember one of my top tweets ever was um, Duolingo, like as, a, as an app, as a brand, posted something like, um, Spanish or Vanish. That was their tweet. Yeah. And then I retweeted it as um, Spain in 1520-something to the Philippines. Yeah. Spa- you know, yeah. Spanish or Vanish. Yeah. And 
that tweet went like 30,000 yeah. likes, retweets, thousands. And that was just, that would happen every other, like every week or so that mm. I would tweet something and, you know, it goes viral. And of course, we end up gaining that mass, yes. that critical following yeah. that, um, I, I don't know, for me, it was, it became a persona now that Piloso Patania is this funny girl yes. online that has to keep you, that bringing has to up keep those being funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I usually played the game without a filter. Okay. Um, and obviously, uh, having no filter has many yeah. repercussions and consequences. Especially and when you're a, a growing adult without a fully formed brain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, to anyone listening to this uh, who is still in university... It's okay. You don't know it all. Yeah. Uh, we don't know it we all. We still don't. We, we still, still don't know it all. And even people older than us still yeah. don't even know. So don't worry. Uh, you're fine. But yeah, I, I, I think I, I had a very complex relationship with social media because I felt that I had the agency to do absolutely anything I wanted or to say anything I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that uh, comes with the you know the potential danger of that critical mass of people just um, not wa uh, not waiting but rather watching yeah. and just seeing something that may be either taken out of context or I'm not trying to you know um, make this any less of a deal but if it was something problematic then it would be called out mm -hmm. um, and I think there were a lot of lessons learned throughout no, the years I think you know reflecting now that it's been a while since we were last sort of active on Twitter it really fed our egos I think that's something we can yeah, look back in retrospect I, that yeah, no. how easy it was to get likes as, as a number I, I completely agree and I think the, the wonder of Twitter especially well I don't speak for everybody but I you know, suffered from body image issues. Like, mm. it was so liberating to be able to say something and then get that validation. Oh, yeah. Cause you, because you you had, like, thirst traps and people really, like, you had well, fans, like, yeah, gagging for it, you. It, but prior to even, like, those photos then, okay. even just the words, like, mm. you, you, you understand what yeah. I mean where, wow, you know, they don't even really have to see my face or don't really have to know too much about me as long as I say something mm -hmm. funny, borderline controversial, or that is and I think this is the idea of the echo chamber we tend to think that we're in the right and we tend to think that everyone agrees mm -hmm. because of those retweets because, because of the of validation yeah I, I think exactly. what's important to recognize now that we're a little older is that the same crowd that loves you so quickly that there were so like we had fans that what for me was crazy was that I would be out in public. I mean, this didn't happen yeah. often, but you know the whole if I had a if I had a if I had a penny for every time this happened, I'd have you know X amount. Yes. It didn't happen in, uh, so often, but it was weird that it happened more than once, right? Yeah. That someone would come up to me and say, "Oh, you're Pilosopotania, Like, and, I love your tweets. And I again, follow you. Um, you're not a you know you're not a celebrity. You're not I'm necessarily just an ordinary a, a public person. Persona. Like, yeah. What the, and, that, and they always say. Hi, Pilosopotania. It's never then, hi, Nathania. Yeah. Like, hi, Pilosopotania. I, I, I want to ask you a question regarding that because I feel like it speaks a lot about identity too. So what did you feel as Nathania Chua when people would approach you as Pilosopotania? It was one and the same. Like, I okay. it merged my identity as Pilosopotania and Nathania. Um, but what effects did that have, for example, on your maybe like personal life or, you know, your life online? Like, yeah. Because yeah, again, um, oh, yeah. you're a yeah. so you're you used to be a teacher. Then um, you had your friends, of course, and 
I know this because we have many common friends and a lot of our friends actually joke that, oh, Pilosopotania, Pilosopotania, yeah. as if this Pilosopotania were somebody else. I feel like it put a bit of insecurity in me when people started talking. You know, because Twitter emboldens people to say negative things that you wouldn't say in, to your face. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't tell someone, you know, if someone on a train is talking about their opinion and I don't, dis- I don't agree, I wouldn't tell them, shut up, you idiot. Like, yeah. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But online, you would. You would tell them, and like, so, you yes, know, here she goes again. We're guilty. I mean, I think many of us are guilty that, yeah. uh, you know, we can be able to do these things and not feel the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as I was on the receiving end of fans and people telling me they love my tweets, they were asking for picture with me, a, a video greeting. I really felt like artista, whole girl. Yeah. But the, the thing is, you know, that same crowd, what was louder in my head were the voices that were like, she, she, there she, she goes again. She talks too much. She talks too much. Yeah. She thinks she's always right. I muted her, I blocked her, and then they'd be so loud about their dislike yes, for me. Yeah. And that that hurt. Like, I think um, in my early to mid-twenties, I carried that, like, it, it felt like a weight on my shoulders yeah. that I didn't talk about much to people. Because, you know, people will say, but it's just words. It's just online strangers being no, wor- Words Again, words, words matter. matter yeah. um, and, and words can hurt as well. And I think this is why we've developed also such a, genuine friendship and relationship is i can relate to you on that note um for people who watch the episode they already know the story of how we met but we had this dislike for each other because we judged each other because we because we judged each other based on what each of us said an online persona like what is that even and i think that's why you know that insecurity got to you and it also got to me as well Mm -hmm. um and this is why i will forever be grateful to luigi for introducing us because you are the one in only example I have that went through the exact same and thing and I can tell people I, I dislike this person yeah. like this person was annoying to me yeah. and then we were put in one room mm-hmm. and we found out we could be annoying together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we could be both main characters yeah, exactly. and we have like one mega series yes, now right exactly. like, like no more filler episodes yeah. like one us together no, but, this podcast yes, basically but, but to be completely honest that <laughs> It's a great story of friendship that I always like to share. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I think you and I both have taught each other to be a little bit more, not necessarily flexible, but, you know, just be more open-minded to the the possibilities. I mean, it made perfect sense. If our friends, if our common friends were telling us Mm -hmm. that we would probably be good friends because we're quite similar to each other, Mm -hmm. there's some merit there in the first place and I think that's what I want um, people listening to us to you know take away today mm-hmm. is uh, again cliche but don't judge a book by its cover yeah. there is so much more to a person read the whole fucking book like. <laughs> there, there is so much more to a person than the 5 to 10 tweets or 30 Instagram stories yeah. posts that's on the internet so and, now, now that you've mentioned what based on online content Okay, there is this online. It's two. We're, I think we've come to the conclusion now that those are two separate things: yeah. the online and the in-person who is in mm-hmm. front of you, right? Yeah. But do you still curate today? Like, how how aware are you of your curation mm-hmm. process of your online persona? Because for me, that's something 
I constantly think yeah. about, am I being authentic? Am yeah. I being genuine with what I share? Because I'd like to think that I share my interests, <coughs> like across music, you know, pop culture and so on. But a little bit about me is like, I want to look like I'm so smart or yeah. like I'm an intellectual. Like you want to be intelligent. That I'm, I have high class taste. That I still feel like... There's a projection. There is a projection. The, what, what do you think yeah, about that? The, for, the, what's the, your experience? There's projection of persona. Um, with me, it... Uh, many people don't know, I deleted Twitter before I left for Spain. Mm. Completely deleted. And you were aware of this decision. Yeah. Um, like what you were saying, the voices were too loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like the fact that any given moment I felt that, and even if it's not true, like I'm not claiming that it's true, but in my head, I thought people were just waiting for me to fuck up. Th- no, that Like is people so were true. just waiting for me that's to say so something... True. Take it out of context, or again, whether it's taken out of context or not, but balloon it into something greater than it was what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I deleted Twitter, it really a relief. It was a relief. It gave me peace of mind. I stopped. I never think that way anymore. Um, and with with Instagram, I think what I'm happy with my Instagram account, despite the fact that it's public, is that most of the people there I still know. You know, the, mm. the, these were not strangers on the internet. I mean, I'm sure there are still strangers um, on the internet, but not as much. And in terms of curation, I mean, uh, sounds paradoxical, but you know how there's this, there's this renaissance of like Y2K and like kind of not giving a fuck with the social media. Yeah. That's kind of how my curation falls under okay. right now. Yeah. Like the non-curation curation. So I don't really oh. edit photos. I just crop photos. Okay. Um, I edit them on the native camera apps, but I don't use Visco anymore or any of those. Oh, okay. The, um, the over-processing that we saw maybe yes, five years yes. ago. Yes. And I, I think it's also been particularly helpful even for like Instagram stories. Like with me, I, I feel like I'm now... Uh, better informed and have more confidence to just do what I want, okay. post what I want, of course, without hurting anybody. No, that sounds really liberating. Yeah, you know, for sure. Because, I, again, I don't think that people hate me. And, uh, you know, the, uh, hate is a very strong word, but, mm-hmm. you know, there are people that hate other people. Yeah. And it was a very tough um, position to be in because, as you said, like, Nat and I joke about this all the time. Because people that don't know us too well really think that, oh, they're so full of themselves. They mm-hmm. want all of the attention. They're fame whores, etc. Sometimes I do. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, but, but yeah. we joke that we're D-list celebrities. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we, we were never under the spell or idea that we were kings and queens. No way. Uh, again, in I a was... country where there are a hundred million people. Again, I was just some girl that talked shit. And then I just happened to go viral. Yeah. Fine, I'm a, I'm a funny bitch. Like, I'd like to claim that. But there's nothing more than that. I think it's... I, 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 I claim now that I am just always someone who has a lot to say. That was who I am. That was who yeah. I was as a kid until now. Again, going back to my story of me writing things on a blog. Yeah. Um, I just have opinions. And the opinions, you know, hit critical mass in yeah. Twitter because of... I guess the 140 characters back then. Yeah. I was punchy. I was. I think yeah. I have a way with words, and that's yeah. what I developed with Twitter. But you know, at yeah. now, the, what's the value in that? I don't see it anymore. I, I I think our learning uh, for the both of us, uh, as people who do like to engage in conversation, and you know, 
Um, we're not gonna lie. We like hearing ourselves talk yeah. sometimes. And again, a healthy level of delusion um, is what's needed. So on that note, I realized that what is similar to the both of us is I think we've learned how to edit. While we have a lot to say mm -hmm. and while there are platforms to let everybody know what we're thinking, mm -hmm. that we don't have to do that with every waking thought, every mm -hmm. waking moment we yeah. have. Um, and, and I want to, to kind of yeah, build on that idea with you because, again, we used to talk shit. And yeah. uh, to be honest, at that time, I didn't really care about repercussions. The worst repercussion was, yeah, you know, people would hate you and you'd have to delete a tweet yeah. or worst case, have a notes app apology. Um, <laughs> Not the notes yeah. app apology. But yeah. how have you oh, learned gosh. to yeah. outgrow yeah. that kind of behavior? No, I like that you say edit. Because for me, what I have edited over the years is access. So who gets to access the smaller, finer details of my life? Because before, I really used to share yeah. everything. Like, I, for example, when I moved to Spain, so many people were invested in that adventure. Like, yeah. it was a plot line. Yes, and I don't blame you for sharing that adventure to people because Filipinos enjoy stories. Yeah. It's a part of our culture to really The narrative be, building. To, yeah, to, to be chatty, to be chummy. It doesn't matter if you're miles away from home, but you will tell that story. Exactly. And I think that's what makes social media particularly... Uh, the behemoth that it is in the Philippines and Southeast Asia is because it's in our nature to be sociable and to talk to people. Yeah, and overshare. Again, yeah, and like, overshare. We have no, no, no filter whatsoever. Um, it was what I think what the wake up call for me was it was weird when pe other people who I've never met and just random accounts start feeling entitled to details of my life. So, yeah. for example, they'd be like, oh, you where posted you? about. Exactly, where are you these days? Um, you you don't post anymore or what happened to I don't know for example if I was like posting some emo emo stuff like they'd be like are you um, okay are, are did you break up or like something I didn't okay. even ever post a guy on 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 my Twitter account but people get invested in that level of yeah. life detail yeah. and it just it just really threw me off I was like okay wait, I, this is well this is yes. strange and this is definitely you know. Uh, I would say the Kardashianification, yeah. the paparazziification yeah. of um, what it meant at that time to be a cr content creator. So mm -hmm. somebody that was tweeting. Um, it's and, this parasocial relationship that has now developed because I'm entitled, because you give me because, all this content yeah, because and you I consume all your content. Access. Like we gave the access. I'm entitled to your life. Exactly. That exchange, you know, we we. Got, we rose to fame because of what we were giving, we were yeah. feeding the people, Be but then they claimed that part of our lives. Yeah. So. Um, on, on a similar note, what kind of got me a little bit weird about the situation was um, more than a DM, there was a time that a person actually took a photo of me behind my back. Um, and in, in person? In person, oh. posted it on Twitter and said, hey, tagged my name, and was like, hey, Regis is here. And Weirdo behavior. Uh, no, exactly. So, people, that's not cool, especially if you don't know the person. Um, even if you know the person, uh, you know, photos without consent, not cool. Yeah. But that's where it kind of got weird for me, because I was like, again, who, who am I? You're I, not an actor. I'm, I'm, I'm self-aware yeah. enough to know that I am... Not, not really anything. Like, I, I am not supposed to be taken photos of without my consent. Yeah. I'm not a celebrity, nor was I a politician, yeah. or 
anybody in public. But yeah. to play around with what you were saying, it was the access that we provided as well. Kardashianification, the way you talk about your day as if everybody is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, today we're going to do this. Yeah. Or today I did this. And somebody's yeah. going to reply and think that they can yeah. be a part of it. No, and I like now that uh, rather than thinking, rather than saying I should tweet this out loud, I send you guys a voice note or, or like a small thing on Telegram. I share that with the specific people who need to hear whatever funny idea or picture or something. Yeah. I don't need the validation from yes. the thousands of people who, don't, who won't care for me at the end yeah. of the day, at, at my lowest. What I want is the true, genuine care and validation from the people I love. Yeah. I think that's the difference now yes. that we're older. And this isn't to avoid, uh, you know, this isn't to say that what she says is uh, cancel-worthy or, you know, something that people would cancel. But more of that idea where um, when you have a controversial idea, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe think twice. Like, run it, you know, run it with somebody else. Yeah. And I think that's a mechanism that we've learned also. Yeah, yeah. That um, some, so some, some ideas just need to be dinner, dinner table topics because then it's workshop with friends, yeah. it's refined, it's nuanced, rather than workshop to thousands of yes. people. And again, workshop to thousands of people who barely have any context. And don't have your best intentions. I mean, they don't even... uh, The way I go about my life Mm -hmm. on a daily basis and my interactions with people is... Is this person... I wonder if this person is having a good day. So you have no idea. That's a really really good way of looking at it. Because so when, when somebody tweets something, you don't know. Did they have a good day? Yeah. Um, is something going on in their life? Um, you know, something too dark, or you know, are there issues that they're currently handling? Handling. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, maybe they speak again. They think out loud, and then they suddenly type, and then they post. We have no idea yeah. with any of that. So I again, th- social media strips people of context. Yeah. And therefore, you don't have that bigger picture of who this person is, and. You make all these assumptions. We yes. made assumptions about each other. Yeah. We make we continually I mean, make it's these the hum- assumptions. Human condition also to try to you know build connection and yeah. yeah. What are heuristics about this yes. person, right? Exactly. So now that we've gone through the meat grinder of social media and we've come out of it alive, I think it's I think it's good that we're we're able to share and sort of reflect on what yeah. we've learned in the process. I think it's it's a growth story. Yes. It's it's a lot of maturity there. Yeah, and you know at the end of it all, I. I really do believe that it has brought uh, people together. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the mechanisms that are in place have brought people together um, and we're, we're not necessarily filtered to maybe uh, less dangerous or, you know, l- l- yeah, less dangerous groups or less dangerous communities. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of it all, I think trying to build community um, at its core is, mm-hmm. is something that is good mm-hmm. um, and that can benefit uh, everybody mm-hmm. when but used you know in the proper ways it brings people who have similar interests yeah. um, similar passions and advocacies it's made organizing yeah. easier in, in a different way it's just that tech is moving so fast that we have to we have to think about the ethics of yes. social media platforms you know how Facebook got involved in the politics I think that's yeah. another topic for another uh, day that's, that's definitely going to be another topic but yeah you, you think about you know the biggest tech companies that we have today and you realize that they're earning and making more money than most countries yeah they're, sometimes they're powerful enough to even be their own country yeah. and again it's all this uh, reassessing of 
how we feel with the data that we give mm -hmm. on social media, mm -hmm. um, the data points that we'd like to generate. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that has changed with me living in Europe is knowing mm -hmm. all about these things. Because yeah. we did not have a wink of knowledge. You GDPR kind of slayed. Yeah, like we were... <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I stopped accepting cookies now. Like, I don't accept cookies. Yeah. I can deny people information. I mean, I'm sure there's still a workaround yeah. somewhere. but Women it's not... in STEM. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to be given that choice. Yeah. But... So, yeah, I think ultimately I'm grateful for Twitter for having met you. Like... I mean, yeah. So if there's one thing, um, if Elon Musk ever, yeah. <laughs> ever watches this podcast. You're I am... responsible for this podcast. Well, well not, not, uh, not yeah, Elon. Yeah. Um, Jack. Like the former owner, Twitter. but you you are responsible. You did uh, bring people together. And now people have to suffer our thoughts in audio yeah, version. Yeah, exactly. Now. <laughs> now it's like two high quality mics in mono mode. And <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you know, you, you, you haven't seen the rest of us. You thought you stopped me at two, 140 characters and then 280. No, now no, we yeah. come at you with 30 minute episodes. We'll, we'll so. do more. But again, you know, it's all about consent. So we're not asking you to honestly... <laughs> If you don't want to follow, you don't have to follow. If you think it's yeah. useless, you can say it out loud. But like, react, and share. But yes, please, uh, wh <laughs> Like, whatever. subscribe. I, we need to learn that like, I'm comment and like, like, comment, and, and subscribe. subscribe. Because this has been in our experience with... Nat. And Regis. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the NR Experience. Let us know what you think on our Instagram account, at nr.experience. This has been Nathaniel Regis, and we'll see you next time.